Welcome to It's a Sign, Episode 1, with your host, Lindsay LeBlanc. I created this podcast for symptomology because I believe in the power of conversations to inspire self-love through self-care. In this episode, I explore the concept that light is medicine, with the self-healer in my life who holds the most authority on the subject, Victor Mifsud. Victor is a Maltese-Canadian DJ and documentary filmmaker known as the Blind Biohacker on Instagram. He researched the groundbreaking science of neuroplasticity in his first film, My Neuroplastic Adventure, which explores topics with experts in trauma, vision, neuroplasticity, and the subconscious healing plant medicine, ayahuasca. Victor has had a huge influence on my relationship to light spectrum, which began simply as awareness that it was having an impact on my health. He introduced me to the importance of circadian rhythm and many other principles of healing wisdom from a 21st century biohacker's perspective. This interview was recorded while I was in Vancouver, across the world from Victor, where he was sun-worshipping on the beaches of Malta. In our brief conversation, we touch on a few key topics that are intended to be explored later in further detail through Symptomology's webinar series and future podcast episodes. So for a primer in light medicine, magnetism, and the relevance of quantum biology, as in things impacting your health that you can't see, here's my chat with Victor. So it's kind of funny that you're you're probably... The most podcasted person I know. <laughs> that is pretty sad. <laughs> so the thing I was most excited to extract from you was like, tell me about the eye clock. Tell me about the eye clock. And it's sort of because I've become this little police of like people who don't have um, any clue about what you call junk lighting or their relationship with light and their health. And I'm seeing parents that have like no clue either. And I'm like, ah, this is a real thing. And then I'm getting asked a lot about my blue blockers. And I'm like, um, you know, this is, this is the future, but we look like the weirdos caring about it. And um, I'm kind of excited to take the month that I had where I was in the ocean and I gave full credit to circadian rhythm. Like it was like my goal to just be completely on the clock with the sun. And I don't think I felt that healthy since I don't know ever. <laughs> yeah. It's very real. Mm-hmm. Hard to explain to somebody until they start actually lining up with, uh, with their circadian rhythm because everyone just kind of feels out of it. And they, they think that's the normal. And until they uh, know what it actually looks like to go to bed at a proper time and actually wake up with the, the sun, it's your body starts naturally doing what it's supposed to do. I mean, your body's super intelligent if you give it the right environment. Mm-hmm. So and from a lot of the research now, everything is all related to a proper and trained circadian rhythm. And all of our electronics and energy-saving lights 
aka junk light is completely fucking that up because it's the completely wrong overpowered spectrum of light so for like millions of years our eyes went to bed with the sun and woke up with the sun and it's only until the past hundred years with the invention of the light bulb and now you know with the invention of all these electronics tvs iphones uh led lighting compact fluorescent lighting is is it basically is tricking our eye clock and this receptor in our eye called melanopsin that it's always like this weird form of daytime mm -hmm. so and that leads to leptin resistance weight gain diabetes uh, depression anxiety sleep issues you name it hormones hormones for sure i mean uh, like everything is just signaling through the eye clock and the supercosmetic nucleus the morning information the morning spectrum tells it's like this magic recipe to tell your body via the eyes to do all of these all of these important things and as soon as you wake up in the morning and if you look at your phone on full full screen full brightness or you go to the bathroom and you have whatever led lighting or even regular lighting you turn that on you you just fuck up that that circadian system over and over and over and then you mix that with light all day and you mix that with uh looking at your phone past the sundown without blocking the blue light and it's, it's just a complete mismatch essentially you're jet lagging yourself in just odd ways that's that's what it is not to mention the blue light uh, zaps your eye fat essentially what that means is when when you're looking at the blue light past a certain time our eye is made up of dha which is like an omega-3 fat it it runs through that eye fat a lot faster hence leading to other issues like blindness eye pain migraines vision loss so it's a major epidemic and nobody thinks it's an issue because everyone thinks a light is on or off and that's it and they don't know anything about color spectrum or flicker but you know it's it's all in the realms of quantum biology so you know some for that for some people it's a bit in the woo-woo zone but it's very real when did you wake up to it like how long have you been focusing on this for your own health probably for the past four four or five years i got cataracts when i was 31 i used to stay up you know two three in the morning and i had this really really bright imac computer and it was like trying my eyes and uh i started to get cataracts first in my left eye and then in my right eye and nobody told me about this issue i just knew my screen was bright but i didn't do anything about it i didn't really know it's not even the brightness i didn't do anything about the blue light aspect of it too but i I first kind of stumbled upon 
the work of uh, Dr. Jake Lieberman. He wrote this book called Light, Medicine of the Future. And it talks about how color and light affect uh, the body. And then I came across uh, Dr. John Ott, who is the godfather of stop-motion photography. He used to work for Disney. Um, there's an amazing documentary called Exploring the Spectrum. It should be on YouTube. It's a really great documentary about, you know, again, the power of color and light and its effect on plants and biology. Really fascinating. Cool. And uh, then I came, you know, then I came across Dr. Jack Cruz, who also talks about all of that, all that stuff as well. He kind of like tied more of it in together, the whole light, water, magnetism aspect of, of it all, you know. How do you um, tie those things together? To me, like, I love what you've taught me, but I can't regurgitate it very well at all. Like the way you explain the importance of magnetism, I'm like, all I know is I feel a lot better when I get grounded. That's kind of like the evidence I need, but it's hard for me to explain to others why this is important. Well, your body is basically a walking solar powered battery. And every battery, a car battery, I mean, the old ones had water in it and they need a charge. And, you know, we, our body's electrical and, you know, we're being bombarded with the wrong electrical fields from Wi-Fi cell towers. And if you're walking in a city and you're wearing rubber, rubber sole shoes, rubber isolates electricity. So you're never grounded and you don't really disperse this charge that we're, we're getting from, from Wi-Fi and, uh, and, and EMF. So that, that's one of the parts. And plus you need, your solar energy so if your body's always covered up in clothes or you're living inside under junk light you're not charging with the that. sun you're not charging your solar panel and uh, the water inside your cells helps to capture the light and and, and disperse the charge because is it the, the the sunlight which is a lot of infrared uh charges the water so water can hold the charge, you know, through the through the work of uh, Dr. Pollock. He wrote this book called The Fourth Phase of Water and proved that water has four phases, uh, essentially showing that it actually can hold uh, an electrical charge. So this whole system is all like in the realms of quantum biology. That's, you know, we're just basically a walking plant. Plants are grounded constantly, so they need less food. And they're always naked and in the sun, and they need water. So we're a complex houseplant with emotions. So what are the kinds of symptoms people are experiencing by not? Chronic fatigue, insomnia, <clears throat> uh, weight gain, mood disorders, obesity, diabetes. Basically... It, it just makes you sick. Yeah. And I've, cell phone mm. and uh, uh, Wi-Fi, it just like amps and accelerates it. And we're also taught to fear the sun that it gives us cancer. That doesn't help. And people are just drinking crappy, shitty, dead tap water, which it's just the recipe for disaster. Crappy, shitty, dead tap water. Is that your next film? 
We should do a little expose. It's pretty interesting when you Google, like, is tap water safe? What does it say? <laughs> well, a lot of people defend it. And, I mean, I find I insult people if I'm like, oh, uh, you know, and, like, bring spring water when they're only offering tap or something. Like, I'm a huge water snob. But then the people I respect most who pay attention to this are, like, fastidious about their water. Because it, it, it goes beyond the things you can see. If you put two glasses of water side by side, I mean, you can't necessarily see that they're different, but it goes way beyond that. We have to really put that egoic mind away and, and know that there's something bigger going on. It's the same thing with light, and it's the same thing with magnetism. You can't see this stuff. And, you know, that's, that's what going blind really taught me is just just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there it's very fucking real right and that's it and a lot of people are think oh i i know it's fine it's safe because it tastes fine and it's this it's 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 way beyond that and i think it's very egotistical of people to just assume that it's it's safe and it's it's all just the same when it comes to water light and and magnetism when they talk with the phone up against their head Oh, it's not doing anything, or my Wi-Fi router is fine. I don't feel anything. It's mm. you are feeling it. You you are, you know, poisoning yourself with the with the water, and you know the sun is not killing you. It's 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 on your side if you know how to use it properly. I'm not just saying to, you know, right. go bask in tons of sun if you're not preparing your body for it. Right. So in Malta right now, where you are. Are you seeing a lot of sun worshiping? Do you feel like this is a really healthy part of the culture? And what can you say about that? Uh, a lot of people are still using toxic untan lotion. Mm. Um, you know, some people aren't, some people are. There's a lot of, I mean, the beaches are pretty packed and popular here. Uh, well, the sort of Mediterranean lifestyle has this this kind of relationship to the sun in my mind. Like, there's something kind of sexy about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people, some people are, you know, who don't care about sun exposure, and, and as in the sense is like they don't care about wearing suntan lotion and just kind of being with it. That's fine, but. Well, for me, you've always pointed out my haplotype being like, because I'm super fair and I burned so quickly. I It took me like the whole summer to build up a tan because I had to go real slow, you know? And like I, I wither like an hour in the sun out in the hot like tarmac one day at this fair. Like I was, I was sort of treasure hunting at this flea market and I felt like I was going to just like pass out after like I could not handle it and I think one of the things you showed me was like my fairness my eyes like these kinds of things I have to be very cautious yeah I mean when I was in Mexico I can only stand it depends what time of day depends what what uh what the uv index is you know so you use an app to track things like uv index and what are the kinds of things that 
biohacking has kind of like introduced you to that you think are a little forward thinking in terms of like what you can check and what you can sort of make sure of like you're very good with um an app to to shield your eyes from your screen that like is it iris iris you can hack your iphone with it as well to to like take out the blue and then there's flux for the computer and uh you know blue blockers as well daytime and nighttime blue blockers are very important can you say anything about picking blue blockers and the challenges of like a unethical kind of marketplace would you say unethical or why why are not all blue blockers created equal you just have to know what spectrums of light they're blocking during the day and what spectrums they're blocking during the night mm. you want them to block enough during the day but not too much during the day uh, and it's the same but reverse at night you, you need to block up to 550 nanometers at night so there's no there's no blue and there's no green at night because all that stuff is going to trigger the melanopsin and, and, and stop the release of of uh, melatonin. And that and process needs to happen four hours before you go to bed. Oh, wow. So you got to, as soon as the sun is down, those things go on. Wow. Not to mention you have receptors in your throat, in your stomach as well. So you can block your eyes, but you need to block your head and other aspects of the body are you kidding uh, unfortunately not so you're saying like if it's let's say you're in like a really bright poorly like terribly lit space at night that you're like oh my god i gotta put my blue blockers on like this is you you would actually go to the trouble to cover up your thyroid yeah I mean, to, to, if there's people like hack their sleep, they really want to get as deep sleep as possible. And once you kind of know that, there's a bunch of trackers too to know, and they test this to see if they can get the deepest sleep possible. And people go through the lengths of you know trying the blue blockers first, then trying like you know you've seen my place at night. It's just red light bulbs, and, and that's it. When you but, travel, do you bring your red light bulbs? Uh, well, I made the mistake of bringing my red light bulb to Europe and it blew up in the socket because I was stupid and I didn't research that. So, uh, but I, I bought a few, but they're a bit hard to find, but I'm sure I can, I can find more. I traveled so. last year with red light bulbs and I felt like I was kind of crushing my travel style with that. And I have a really hard time in being anywhere with bad lighting that I can't hack. This word hack, I don't even know if I'm using it properly or what it means, but um, it seems like it comes out every other sentence when you're talking about biohacking. It gets a little uh, overused. I mean, I, I'm a victim of that. Uh, I'm guilty of that as well. But Would you it's, say it's hack all... kind of means fix? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about just mitigating your environment. It's very well to get, it, it's it's impossible to get well in the same environment you got sick in. And once you know what the environment is, then you can start making things happen. So. So what, what do you do for magnetism in your environment? Ground as much as possible. So winter time, you suggest standing on the earth? 
Uh, stand on the grass on the snow. Get some cold thermogenesis if you can. You can't ground on asphalt, so on a tar road, you can't do that. It doesn't do anything. Uh, cement and grass or touch a tree is optimal. So if you uh, live in a in a really high up building like where I am right now? Well, it's... The high up building sucks. Is anything above the 14th floor, you're exposed to even more EMF. Oh so you need to make sure you're like going out and, and, and about touching a tree, taking off your shoes, because you're exposed to more. Not to mention, there's probably 5G in Vancouver, etc. So <laughs> Did I tell you when I was driving in Vermont, I, I have been driving, driving from Boston. And when I just like, I can tell I don't feel well when I'm in like, you know, a car or a plane for hours i just i'm like i feel like i'm buzzing i feel like i'm like vibrating and so mm -hmm. so i i I got out and i i took my socks off and i climbed up this hill and i went under a tree and i put my feet next to the tree and then i like went in this diner for breakfast and like (laughs) there were other people at the diner who had watched me and they teased me and they were like we thought you were gonna climb the tree what were you doing over there and i'm like how do i explain this like the woo-woo stuff that I've gotten into in the last few years, I feel is just improving my overall quality of life. Like I feel like my organism is getting stronger. I'm becoming more woke, if that's a thing. Like I'm like, holy shit, I feel ultra woke after like six weeks on the ocean, totally tuned into light. Like I couldn't even stay awake once the sun went down. I was just like done and and having like these ultra deep sleeps and super super energy that was all natural like I could just drink watermelon juice and walk the ocean in the morning and it was like you know it it, coffee now feels like a wrong stimulant in a way because I feel like I was given like the real stimulant which is just like daytime yeah you end up fixing your adrenals when everything kind of falls into place Ah. so any Anything that's uh, woo-woo or metaphysical is basically a, a, a physics or a quantum physics that we can't yet explain. Hmm. But see, I think woo-woo has way too big of a category where spiritualists, um, they fall into woo-woo. Uh, potentially some of this like energy testing, uh, things that are just a little far out. Um, and I think you're in a different category when you say quantum biology. Um, I think woo-woo is just way too broad a term that implies um, pseudoscience, placebo, mind stuff. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. Um, So, I mean, I think it's kind of... I'd love to see your film, book, and sort of like product recommendations based on all the things you've discovered and like help people who are getting more interested in biohacking like a sort of primer in how to choose products and you know methods and things like that Berkey water filter that you have I'd love to hear you tell people with Brita why Brita is not cutting it you know yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff, basically, all these hacks are free. I mean, like going out and, and getting natural spring water, you can get that for free and getting sunlight and taking off your shoes and just... Not in New York your- City. <laughs> spring water's not so, free in New York City. <laughs> no, no, I know. Um, 
You also but, have uh, a lot of tech products that I can't get my head around still that you use, like your your what is a biomat that you sleep on or stand on. Um, the light that you use just to place really close to your body every day. Yeah. Well, we can continue that in a, in a part two because um, I'm getting picked up to actually go to this MF meeting now. It's like 6.50, so my ride, I think, is going to be here soon. Okay, what's your EMF meeting? Uh, talking about 5G uh, with uh, some people in Malta to prepare for this other meeting. Cool. And you're going to talk to the president? Not today. I know not today. So, um, but I can check in with you when I come back from the meeting if you're, if I'll be a couple hours. Okay. Well, I think, I think you've explained enough about light that people who have never really considered it much would be intrigued and maybe inspired to learn more, check out some of the books you mentioned and stuff like that. But I think there's a lot more we could talk about. <laughs> part two, part three, part four, coming soon. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with any friends who you think might benefit from listening in, and check the show notes for a few great resources from Victor on getting started with biohacking.